Pete Maravich had a wonderful, humble testimony, lifestyle very much like Mickey's, and uh, that was what impacted Mickey's life. God saved me that night, and my life has been changed ever since. Knowing that he had trusted Christ by faith alone for his salvation some years prior was certainly a buoy and a comfort through the whole situation. Welcome to Sharing the Victory, the weekly national radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We have a very special program for you today. And with more on that, here's the host of Sharing the Victory, broadcaster, speaker, columnist, and former college football coach, Ron Brown. Our guest today on Sharing the Victories, Where Are They Now?, is one of my favorites, former great Yankee second baseman, Bobby Richardson. Bobby, welcome to our show today. Well, thank you, Ron. I'm sure glad to be on with you and sure glad to be able to, to talk about baseball and life. Bobby, where are you now, by the way? <laughs> well, my home is Sumter, South Carolina. I grew up, signed right out of high school as a 17-year-old, two years in the minor leagues, but always came back from New York to my home base here in Sumter, South Carolina. I love to hunt, quail hunt, and so all these years coaching at the university, I've had this same home. In fact, we built our home in 1960, still in the same home. One thing that you would never trade in, Bobby, is your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, and you you uh, were one of the pioneers in, in professional sports at articulating your faith at a time when it wasn't very popular. It's, still, it never, it's never been popular, Bobby, but you were a guy that was faithful to do that. Could you talk to us a little bit about your relationship with Mickey Mantle and what that was all about? Well, I sure will, Ron, and Mickey and... Uh... And I got to know each other when I was that 17-year-old, working out with the Yankees, put on a uniform, and was told to go out and take some batting practice around the batting cage. And I stood around the cage, but I wasn't about to step in front of those Yankees. And Hmm. Mickey Mantle put his arm around me and said, come on, kids, step in here and take some swings. And it indeed started a friendship that lasted a lifetime. A dozen years as teammates in New York, we had a little place together in Boone, North Carolina, at Grandfather Mountain. And on many occasions, he came down to my home here in Sumter, gave a batting exhibition, came to the university when I was coaching there, Hmm. up at Grandfather Mountain. And on all those occasions, he and I talked about priorities in life and the things that really count. He had some areas of his life he was unwilling to give up. But he did give his heart to Christ. Pete Maravich had a wonderful, humble testimony, lifestyle very much like Mickey's. And uh, that was what impacted Mickey's life. And I had the humbling experience, Ron, of having his service on national television. Mm -hmm. And he really had a a unique relationship with the Lord. I just wish he could have lived longer Mm -hmm. to have shared. But it is a wonderful track called His Final Inning that has gone out in the millions and has been used to, to tell others about this relationship he had at the end of his life. Bobby, you know, there had to be some trigger in you that would want to continue to bring out your faith to him, not just fit in with the baseball culture at the time. What what kept you going? What made you stand out in those early years, through the 50s, through the 60s, uh, to share your faith, probably in an unpopular situation with the New York Yankees and Mickey Mantle? What, what was it that was spurring that fire on for you? Well, Ron, you're right. There were very few in those early years sharing uh, what the Lord meant. 
I can remember on our ball club, uh, I just maybe won, and uh, a guy like Jerry Kendall that later became the mm-hmm. baseball coach, University of Arizona, Al Worthington, a great relief pitcher. But it was just a handful that uh, really took a stand, Bill Glass in football. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was during those years that we actually started Baseball Chapel. Mm-hmm. I remember so well that we... Uh, uh, decided to bring Billy Zioli in and speak to the Yankee Ball Club, and Elston Howard and Tony Kubek ran around and told the guys we had a room set aside. We'd have coffee and sweet rolls and and uh, ask them to come out. And I remember in particular that Mickey was asked to come, and his response at that time was, man, you know I'll be out late the night before. I'm just not sure that I'll make it. Call me in the morning. Well, we did call, and when we called, he kiddingly said, I can't make it. I've been out late, but he showed up. And that's the kind of thing that happened in his life. Mm. He was willing to to give of himself to come out and hear. And even those occasions when he came down to coach at the university when I was coaching, when he came down to give a batting instruction there, on all of those occasions we put somebody with him that shared the good news of Christ. Mm. And uh, I was just elated when he did give his heart to Christ. You know, Bobby, sometimes we think of uh, Christian athletes like yourself as always happy, Things are going well. You're always witnessing in the locker room. But the reality of that is is that even with the great baseball team that you were on and the, and the great people that you were around, there had to be some very challenging, difficult moments during your career. And in that, I'm sure people like Mickey Mantle were watching how you handled that. And uh, I just want to thank you for that personal time that you've spent with the Lord throughout your life because it is fleshed out. It is flown out of your out of your bloodstream, so to speak, into other people's lives, whether it be a Joe DiMaggio or whether it be a Mickey Mantle, and and certainly to millions of others who have heard your testimony over the years through all the opportunities that you get to do now as you speak all over the country. We just want to thank you for your faithfulness and uh, for being today on our uh, segment of Where Are They Now? Thank you, Ron. And can I just say a word? This organization, FCA, has meant so much because it is challenging young people with the adventure of following Christ in the fellowship of the church. And what an impact in the schools and around our nation internationally now. Thank you very much for having this program. Well, thank you. God bless you. And thanks for being on with us today, Bobby. Thank you, Ron. All right. That was Bobby Richardson, former great second baseman for the New York Yankees, also a World Series hero. He talked about Mickey Mantle trusting in Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord before he died. Wow, what a story. But the drama continues to unfold. And I said, God, I said, I don't know that I can even be saved because I know what a sinner I am. But if you don't save me, I won't be around. The recording of Pistol Pete's testimony is what moved Mantle to give his life to Jesus Christ. Guess what? Coming up next... We're going to share a portion of Pistol Pete's testimony with you. All right, let's be real. When you think about heaven, does the word boring come to mind? For some reason, we've got these weird ideas about what life's going to be like up there. But listen, heaven's not some sleepy retirement home in the sky, it's a place full of fun and celebration. It's a party. And guess what? It's easy to get on the guest list. Sign up at notreligion.com. Hi, this is Ron Brown. If you enjoy listening to Sharing the Victory Radio, then you're going to love reading Sharing the Victory magazine. You'll find 40 pages of in-depth articles on Christian athletes and coaches. 
To order Sharing the Victory magazine, call 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. Or go to sharingthevictory.com. With cooperation of Focus on the Family, we at Sharing the Victory had the wonderful opportunity to receive a portion of the testimony of Pistol Pete Maravich. And I want to tell you something. There's a remarkable parallel between the life of Pete Maravich and Mickey Mantle, two outstanding athletes that grew up in different parts of the country. Pistol Pete from Pennsylvania, Mickey Mantle from Oklahoma. They played different sports. They spanned a different era of time. But what you're going to find out here is that there's a commonality in them as there is in all human beings, that we are sinners in desperate need of a Savior. Listen very carefully as the late Pistol Pete Maravich shares how he came to know Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord. At 14 and a half, right at 15 years old, my best friend came and says, Pete, why don't we drink a beer? I said, no, and he kept on and on. I said, okay, okay, I'll try one. I remember taking that first sip of that first beer of my life, and I'm here to tell you that beer, that first sip, almost destroyed my life. It's only by the mercies of God that I'm even standing here. At 18 years old, I entered LSU. It was a freak way that I entered there. It really was. I wasn't even going there. There was no reason for it other than I believe it was just meant to be. That summer, I was to go out to a campus crusade for Christ. I was asked to come out there to put a showtime on a clinic. And I said, I'll be very happy to go out there. I took a friend with me, and we had a good time going out, a good worldly time. We stopped at every bar. We took four or five days to get out there. I drove out there. We chased, I chased as many ladies as I could find, and I drank. You see, that was me. And I checked in, and I said, when do I put on my clinic? I said, Pete, we've got a thousand young people here. If you just hold on, you'll be with this group. I said, well, okay. I stayed there three days. I never put a clinic on. But for three days, I heard who Jesus Christ was. There was no running from it. I heard who he was. I heard what he did. There was no running from it. And on the third night, Bill Bright gave a message. And he gave an invitation. He was the founder of Campus Crusade. And my friend, who was just like me, stood up with tears in his eyes. He said, Pete, I'm going forward. I've accepted Christ. I said, you're nuts. What's wrong with you? And he went forward. And I reached out and grabbed him by the arm. And he pulled away. I tried to steal away his salvation. I wanted him to be like me. And I couldn't understand what was going on in his life. and didn't care either. But I flatly rejected Christ when I was 18 years old. I said, God, I don't want you. I don't need you. I've got my plan right here. I'm going to play pro basketball. I've already gotten my scholarship. I'm going to get a world championship, make a million dollars. And then I'll look into this. I had everything. I had popularity. I had fame in college. It was amazing. Every fan club started all over the world for Pistol Pete. Everywhere I went, everybody knew me. I averaged over 44 points a game for three years. The all-time leading score in history of basketball. College, that is. And then I signed in 1970 the largest contract in the history of sports. Greater than anyone in any sport at that time. It made the Guinness Book of Records. It was there for 30 days and somebody else signed for more. <laughs> but it was there. And I remember sitting there at a press conference and I remember thinking, I got a scholarship. I got to the NBA. I got a chance for a world championship now. And I've signed for over a million dollars. This is great. Now, if I get my ring, I can just stop, go play tennis and golf and just live happily ever after. But it just didn't happen that way. I was never a role model. Role models today are people who are considered because you do something well in sports, you're a role model. But sports does not build character. It never has. Only Jesus Christ builds character. In 1982, I went to bed. It was like any other night. 
I wasn't in the gutter. I was in my home on the lake. I'd had a home on the beach. I had everything, friends that loved me, a family that loved me. My guts were tearing out. Where's the happiness to all this? Where's the enjoyment? It wasn't there. That night I went to bed, things started coming up in my mind. The things that came up in my mind, I'm here to tell you, were perverted things. Perverted things that I had done in my life. Things that I was so sick over. That it just broke me down. And they kept coming and they wouldn't leave and I was being tortured in my mind and I didn't understand why. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to call out to, but I called out to God and I said, God, I said, I don't know that I can even be saved because I know what a sinner I am. I don't know that you can forgive me because I don't understand. But if you don't save me, I won't be around at all. And I saw the love of Christ right at that moment in my life. God saved me that night and my life has been changed ever since. It's been changed so greatly, I'm here to tell you. Because see, the change didn't come in money. Money will buy you everything but happiness. It'll pay your fare to every place but heaven. It didn't come in material things. I've had every material thing you can think of. And the only thing that did for me is I wanted more. More is never enough. You can believe it is, but it's not. You'll never be satisfied. You've been listening to a portion of the testimony of Pistol Pete Maravich, basketball great, who died in 1988 at the age of 40 while playing in a pickup basketball game with Dr. James Dobson and former NBA basketball player Ralph Drollinger. Coming up next, we'll hear what Ralph Drollinger had to say about that special day, the day that Pistol Pete Maravich went home to the Lord, next on Sharing the Victory. In his brand new autobiography, Quiet Strength, Super Bowl XLI champion coach Tony Dungy explains his principles, practices, and priorities for a winning life. You'll want our special FCA edition of this hardcover book, Quiet Strength, now available for only $19.99, far below all bookstore prices. Order Quiet Strength by calling 1-800-386-0941 or online at fcagear.com. In his brand new autobiography, Quiet Strength, Super Bowl XLI champion coach Tony Dungy explains his principles, practices, and priorities for a winning life. You'll want our special FCA edition of this hardcover book, Quiet Strength, now available for only $19.99, far below all bookstore prices. Order Quiet Strength by calling 1-800-386-0941 or online at fcagear.com. I'm Ron Brown, back with you again. We've been hearing about the amazing story of how Mickey Mantle came to faith in Jesus Christ through the testimony of basketball great Pistol Pete Maravich. As I mentioned, in 1988, Pete Maravich died on the basketball court playing in a pickup game along with Dr. James Dobson of Focus on the Family and Ralph Drollinger, the former center for the UCLA basketball team. I had the opportunity to ask Ralph some of his thoughts about what happened the day that Pistol Pete died. Well, Dr. Dobson's uh, very competitive, and he wanted to play Pete Maravich in some three-on-three that morning at his home church. Hmm. So he called me the night before. I didn't live far from there and asked me if I'd come down and be on his team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dobson knew to get the big guy on there, huh? That's right. He 
I actually had slated Pete to do some interviews for Focus on the Family that day, and Pete was coming out for that purpose, but they thought they'd start the day with a little basketball. And so Dr. Dobson was chumming his team with me, <laughs> and that's what led to my arrival. And uh, all these guys are on his team of a three-on-three match that he'd arranged that are professional athletes, and he's by far the worst athlete out there. <laughs> and how old was Dr. Dobson at the time? Oh, he's probably in his mid to late 50s at that point. Mm-hmm. But he never had any formal basketball training, and that was quite evident. <laughs> jump shot and hook shot, et cetera. But okay. he, uh, he collapsed, and there was no reviving him. Both Dr. Dobson and I did the artificial resuscitation for probably 10, 15 minutes. It seemed like an eternity until the paramedics arrived but so that was the situation that morning and he he collapsed and there was uh, just no reviving him hmm. well Ralph what were some of your first impressions when you realized that uh, he could not be revived to this earthly life well it, of course it's always shocking to be in the presence of someone whose life has suddenly been taken from them and all that's left is the physical corpse and so you're Never used to that, I don't think, and it was quite a shock for the rest of the morning being at the hospital waiting to hear the finality on all of it. But knowing that he had his eternal place with Christ secure due to the perseverance of the saints, which is spoken of throughout Scripture, he who has the Son has the life, he who does not have the Son, Son of God does not have the life, knowing that he had trusted Christ by faith alone for his salvation some years prior was certainly a buoy and a comfort through the whole situation. Personally, I've heard of many people who came to Christ through that incident because it hit national news. And in God's sovereignty, the fact that he was going to be with the Focus on the Family team that day gave the license to the Focus on the Family staff to actually promulgate the story correctly throughout the national media Mm -hmm. and therefore all the secular media outlets and it was a real testimony to God's glory and the work of salvation that he did in Pete's life. Those were insights from Ralph Drollinger, former UCLA basketball player who along with James Dobson was at the gym the day that Pistol Pete Maravich died. Today, Pete Maravich and Mickey Mantle live in heaven. Why? Because they were good guys? No. No one has ever gone to heaven being a good guy. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 64 that our righteousness is like filthy rags. If there's any one of you out there who think that you are going to heaven because you're a pretty good person, you are sadly deceived. It's very clear in Scripture what Maravich was talking about and what Mantle came to faith in was a clear-cut decision to trust Jesus Christ. Why? Because they recognize their sin. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means everyone who's ever lived is living now and who will ever live is guilty of missing God's holy standard of perfection. All of us have done something in realm of a sin, even probably today whether it be lying, stealing, cheating, lusting, driving past the speed limit, even one mile an hour, greed, jealousy, fear, you name it. All of us are guilty multiple times over. There's no question we're sinners. 
What do we do with that sin? Do we measure it to someone else? No. The Scripture says one sin breaks the whole law. The wrath of God will have to deal with sin. It costs deeply. God, it is incredible mercy, the Scripture says, recognized he loved the world so much that he sent his only Son, God the Son, God in the flesh himself, Jesus Christ, to earth. Why? Because he recognized we were all guilty. And Christ went to the cross in my place, your place, Pistol's place, Mickey's place. And he took on the judgment of God. He bore the sins of the world. He experienced the separation of God in our place. He gave us a free gift, the Scripture says, the free gift of eternal life by going to a cross. When the wages of sin was death, he took it on himself. And by going to the cross... Jesus Christ freed us from that penalty. And then rising from the dead three days later, he proved he was God, promising us a brand new resurrected life. It's not fair. I mean, it's like trading Willie Mays from Bob Euchre. It's an unfair trade in baseball cards. My life, my stinky, sinful life for God's perfect life is what he offered. It's a free gift on the cross. How do we receive it? The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's right. You will be saved from the wrath of God in hell. The moment you trust in Christ and in him alone, apart from any works, Jesus Christ saves you, gives you a home in heaven. As you repent from your sin and follow Christ, you get Christ's brand new resurrected life living through you the rest of the time you're on this earth. While we live on this earth, we can be walking light of glory for the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you ready to receive that gift? It's your choice, heaven or hell. That's the decision you're making today. If you are deciding today that, yes, I want life with Christ right there in the quietness of your car or your home or wherever you're at, you can receive Jesus right now. He will forgive you your sins, wipe the slate clean, and give you a brand new home in heaven. Would you like to pray with me and talk to God? God's been waiting to hear from you for eternity. Pray with me. Lord, I am a sinner. I do deserve to die and go to hell. I am sorry for my sin. But Lord, I believe that you did leave heaven and come to earth as God the Son. And yes, you went to a cross for every one of my sins. You bore the shame. But Lord, I also believe that after they buried you, you rose from the dead, proving you were God promising me a resurrected life if I trust in you. And that's what I'm doing, Lord. I'm walking away from my sin now, and I'm trusting you, Jesus, as my Savior. I thank you, as your word promises, for your brand new home in heaven that you offered to me. I thank you for saving me from your wrath. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, which has just entered into my life, that will guide me and instruct me along the path of life. And that you promise that you will never leave me and fill me with your purpose, God, to accomplish only that which you have always wanted me to be. So I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior and Lord now. And I thank you for this brand new life in you. If you authentically prayed that to the Lord God, he did save you. You escaped from the wrath of God because of his power and his grace, that undeserved love and kindness. Guess what? You got a clean slate. And you got a home in heaven. And you got a brand new purpose. And Christ is going to be formed in you as you walk with the Lord Jesus Christ as the Holy Spirit empowers you. 
If you made a commitment to Christ, we would love to encourage you by giving you some materials to help you grow in the Lord. Give us a call at 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-788-5031. There's more to come. Les Steckel, FCA's president, has some thoughts about his all-time favorite team. Thanks for listening today to FCA's national radio program, Sharing the Victory. In his brand new autobiography, Quiet Strength, Super Bowl Forty One champion coach Tony Dungy explains his principles, practices, and priorities for a winning life. You'll want our special FCA edition of this hardcover book, Quiet Strength, now available for only nineteen ninety nine far below all bookstore prices. Order Quiet Strength by calling 1-800-386-0941 or online at fcagear.com. Join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory as host Ron Brown visits with Ohio State head football coach Jim Tressel. Our purpose is to help our kids grow spiritually. Ron will also talk with former Oklahoma quarterback and congressman J.C. Watts. And we'll hear from Lee Humphrey on winning back-to-back national basketball championships with the University of Florida. Make a point to listen this time next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Don't miss the next Sharing the Victory right here on this station. Welcome back to Sharing the Victory. It's time for Coach's Corner with former NFL coach and FCA president Les Steckel. After hearing Bobby Richardson on our program today, you can understand one of the many reasons why I've been a lifelong Yankee fan. Yes, I am. Winning more championships than any other professional sports team has to say something about excellence and teamwork. But the Yankees' winning tradition also has to say a lot about leadership. Leadership is something I've been thinking a great deal about lately, as I, by the grace of God, am privileged to lead the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. But recently, I decided to define leadership in terms I could take real ownership of, terms that would communicate my own real passion for developing leaders, for advancing God's work on earth in the 21st century. Leadership is motivating people to believe in a dream and then create a strategy that leads to action. And that action produces high-level results on a consistent basis. I'll say that again slowly. Leadership is motivating people to believe in a dream and then create a strategy that leads to action. And that action produces high-level results on a consistent basis. No matter what or whom you're attempting to lead today, what is your dream? How are you motivating people to embrace your dream? Have you created a strategy that will lead to action? How will you know when you've achieved high-level results? And can your strategy bring consistent rewards? A winning tradition takes time to develop, like the Yankees have proven. Perhaps today is the time for you to begin your own plan to become a more effective leader in your home, your community, your workplace, and yes, in your church. As Proverbs 16.3 reminds us, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Thanks for listening and God bless you. I really hope you enjoyed the tribute to Mickey Mantle and Pete Maravich and how God works in miraculous ways. If you want to know more about God's game plan for your life, go to morethanwinning.org. 
Next week, the Ohio State University head football coach Jim Trussell joins us. Lee Humphrey, former Florida Gator basketball star and back-to-back national champion, will join us. And that modern-day renaissance man, the great former quarterback for Oklahoma, Congressman J.C. Watts, will be with us for some very insightful comments. Have a great day. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Sharing the Victory is a ministry of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the largest Christian sports organization in America. FCA's vision is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. If you would like to know more about how you can support the FCA, give us a call at 1-866-STV-5031. That's toll-free, 866-788-5031. If you missed any part of today's program or would like to listen to previous programs, go to our website, sharingthevictory.com, and you can listen anytime online or you can subscribe to our free podcasts. We thank you for listening to Sharing the Victory, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.